Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Previously on The Madness of Chartrullian. You've been quiet, Chartrullian. What are you thinking? I'm thinking about the ship that I would like to build your daughter. Have you been using your Azure yet at all? It just feels like a rope snapping inside me, fiber by fiber. That's Prince Imsep Starbringer and his guardian, Loam. I have a son who spends most of his days getting dressed. I often wonder which one is the princess. Truly. Is there anything else I should know? Avalian. He's been unpredictable. Our ships are not ships. They're conduits for madness. He said they're hearing whispers. The Azuria. This is different. The ships, they've learned sentience and not by design. Are you sick? No, I'm fine. Just a bit of malaise. Ah, good. There's a woman and some children here seeking an audience with King Starbringer. I'm busy. They're from Bethema. Great. They've probably come to beg us not to pull our support. Why not send Sephrosyne to see them? It'll give us something to do. You must be Abraseth. The new regime wordsmith. Remember it well. Do you know how many strings I've had to pull to keep Josquin out of this city? You keep pulling your strings. I'll deal with him. That'll be the day. I have spoken. What's our next step? I'm going to raise hell for not being invited to the party. The following episode contains themes that may be distressing to some audiences. See our show notes for a full list of content warnings, as well as links to transcripts. Madness of Chartrullian. Episode 8 The Burden of Doubt. Ah, all right. Yet we must do this again sometime. We're leaving now. It's perhaps the next time we see each other, we'll be on the deck of my daughter's ship, eh? I. <sighs> Go on ahead. I'll catch up. All right, all right, all right. Time to stop procrastinating. You're sick? 
You forget a bath? Well, that's humiliating. Neither of us are presenting well today, are we? What's your excuse? Restless night. Like every other. You know, you've really changed. Used to be fearless. Didn't care what people think. Least of all, I would never have expected you to buckle under the pressure of a little girl and her man-child of a father. What should I have done differently? You can and should say no to them. I can't even keep Buell on track for five minutes. Now he'll be gallivanting off for some pet project. Why didn't you say something? I did! Yesterday! I even tried to give you an out! I took me out! And somehow the conversation was still on the table. And after everything that happened yesterday... You can get away with more than you think. Give me one example of that being true. People follow me around, cleaning up messes and making excuses for me. Sure, I can walk away unscathed, but can everybody else? I have to be careful and think about how my words and actions affect others. That sounds a lot like the Admiral speaking. You shouldn't let these old men drill mantras into your head. (sighs) It's what I know. And we really need to work on that. Lapidine (laughs) is not Maldoro. Maldoro's fault is in his conviction. Lapidine's is his faith. His faith? In you? He's trying with me. But I can see him losing patience. I find new ways to disappoint him daily. Maybe just try thinking for yourself, and not doing what other people tell you. I tried that, and now I'm getting my hands slapped for it. Advice is... advice. It's not gospel. I can't afford to let him down any more than I already have. If we lose Astraeus, what would happen to them? You're talking about the Paladins. I know what it's like to be disparaged. And they don't deserve to go through any of that. What the Order did to you really left a scar, didn't it? I don't think that's all that's bothering me. (sighs) My Superman is disappearing, Yoba. I'm sure you're just tired. No. I wish it was that simple. I... Forget it. I shouldn't burden you with my doubts. I came here to be angry with you. But it's hard to stay mad when you're so pitiable. Pitiable? (laughs) So I disappoint you too, then? No. No. I'm proud to call you friend. But you need help. Is there anything I can do? Everyone has to keep going so far out of their way to help me. Look, for some reason that I will never understand, our world leans on one man for so much. It's stupid, and I can't begin to imagine how you feel. But I think the picture you're trying to shape is too big. You can't move mountains on your own, but you can move people. Find those people and focus only on them. Build those relationships, then together chip away at that mountain. To that end, I certainly don't mind stepping in wherever you need me, however you need me. Anyway, (laughs) I see you've upped security here. 
That's good. Keep your secrets under tight lock and key. Those words have been said a lot lately. You think I'm not? I, for one, just walked right into Astraeus without anyone to question me. There were guards. Guards who will let in people you trust. I need you to be your own gatekeeper. Trust no one. Even you. I'm not giving you an opinion. We are all capable of mistakes. Now, if you'll excuse me... <laughs> I have to go and make sure no one starts another war. The afternoon sun cast hard shadows across the gardens on the capital's eastern lawn. Aside from the discordant churring of insects, the scene seemed frozen in time. There was absolutely no wind. Not one bud, leaf, or branch moved. Suddenly, two children rounded a hedgerow at a dead sprint, where they found Sophrosyne crouched beneath a bush filled with large white flowers. You rascals! Where's your other friend? She is over there. I think she's sad. Let me see if I can cheer her up. There you are. What's wrong? Don't you want to play with the others? Uh-uh. Why not? Am I gonna live here now? What? Oh, oh no. I'm sorry, but between you and me, you wouldn't really like it here. I don't want to go back there. Why? Everyone seems so nice. Not the lady with the scary eyes. What did you just say? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, children. Release the princess. It's time to go. Aww. Thank you, sister. I was a goner. It's such a joy watching them play like this. Lady Starbringer, our breeding program is second to none, with the highest rate of exceptional children produced. We'd love to have the chance to show you what we could do with your family's continued support. Oh, of course I'll come. I'd like to see you all again. Why not consider our program for yourself? Oh, um... At least let us help you narrow down candidates for marriage. We have a comprehensive database and could help you design the perfect heir. Oh, no. Thank you. I'm not quite ready, but I do promise to come see the children. You know where to find us. What do we say to Lady Starbringer for letting us play? Thank you, Lady Starbringer. Now, come along. <sighs> I really don't like children. Sathalia? Sathalia! Ah, uh... uh. Sorry, yes, children are wonderful. That's not what I said. Where's your head? I'm not allowed to daydream. Well, it's probably this heat. Come on, let's go in. Okay. Wait, something's going on. Yeah, who's at the gate? Oh, no. Come on, I need to know what he's doing here. An acrid smell hung in the afternoon air. The temperature had risen since morning. Whatever was at the source of the stench was even less fond of the sudden spike in temperature than Yoba, who stood overlooking the courtyard from the council chamber balcony. He had stepped out for fresh air, but found the opposite. He was left with the choice of vomiting in front of the entire council or vomiting outside. His dark blue tunic now hung heavy, and his shoulders were beginning to ache under its weight. A bead of sweat rolled down his forehead which he caught with a kerchief before it could reach his collar. 
Then he saw something he didn't like. Josquin was climbing the steps below. You don't have the authority to bar my entrance. We aren't going to let anyone inside this building without the authorization of the Chamberlain or the King. I am a member of the Royal Council. Josquin. Welcome back to Simitu. You look well. Oh, you can drop the act, Yoba. I know you're not happy to see me. It's my job to welcome all visitors. Should we move somewhere more comfortable? Some wine, maybe? I'm not a visitor. I'm here to do my civic duty as an alderman of Kalu. That reminds me. I got your message. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to craft a response. Things have been very busy. So I've heard. King Starbringer has returned to Simitu. But that's not all, is it? Tell me, as a member of the Royal Council, why have I not been included in negotiations with the Rao? Are you trying to humiliate me? The Council thinks it might be better if you sit this one out. The Rao are a planetary concern. You need representation from Kalu. We've got someone. Someone who was invited. But the party! You didn't invite me to the party! Oh, you know I love parties. Half the attendees weren't invited, so you only really stopped yourself. Oh. Pressy, we should stay out of sight. Oh, come on, I have to see. Why are you here, Josquit? To get what I'm entitled to. My seat at the council. I can't do that. Why? You know why. I demand an audience with the council to settle this! They're busy with more important things. I won't leave until I get my audience! Surely you have better things to do with your time. Like launch a propaganda campaign behind our backs, maybe. That accusation is unfounded. Is it? What proof do you have? What more proof do I need? If I were you, I'd leave the capital right now. Return to Kalu and never set foot here again. Or else what? Or else I'll have you detained. How dare you try to censor me! I have more allies than you realize. Don't think I won't go down without a fight. Is that a confession? A confession to what exactly? I want to hear you say it. Treason. Tell me, how far did you expect this new regime of yours to go? You tell your king I want an audience with the council or else arresting me will be the single most regrettable decision he'll ever make. <laughs> I disagree. Josquin! Imsep, stay where you are. Where are you taking him? Somewhere comfortable, I assure you. What exactly do you seek to gain from arresting me? We could be lenient, or we could make an example of you. Either way, your little revolution ends here. It's a shame. It would have worked so well together had things been different. <laughs> I tend to side with the winning party. Not this time. This time, you and Hal Starbringer lose. Josquin! Guards, please escort the young prince back to his apartments. You get your dirty hands off! Huh. Josquin, you idiot. If you had half a brain, you'd have seen this coming a mile away. And the timing couldn't have been worse. Oh. Why won't everything stop spinning? Uh, oh no. Sophrosyne, uh, what are you doing here? I saw everything with Josquin. You were brilliant. <sighs> yeah, 
Take this. Uh, uh, What is it? Just some seltzer water. Drink every last drop, please. How boring. Oh, you may say that now, but you'll thank me later. You're lucky to be alive. What do you mean? You should lay off the wine for a while, at least until your stress levels return to normal. I haven't had that much to drink. Well, with everything going on, maybe you just lost track. That's unlikely. I have great self-control. Hmm. When's the last time you drank? Last night. Are you entirely sure? Yes. But whatever I drank was particularly strong. I didn't feel great immediately after. Was it from the row? Yes. In hindsight, that wasn't a very good idea, was it? You show all the telltale symptoms of acute alcohol poisoning. Frankly, I'm surprised you remember your name at this point. I'd like to keep you here for a while. No. No, there's work to be done. I'm sorry, you seem to be under the impression that I'm making a request. Mm, Our dear Chamberlain is a lush. What'll my father say? (laughs) Your father can drink me under the table tenfold. (laughs) I should go tell him what just happened. Leave this part out, please. It's embarrassing. All right, just promise you won't give Dr. Tomlin a hard time. No guarantees there, I'm afraid. Well, now that we have some privacy, I think a delightful palate cleanser to that seltzer water would be a detailed explanation of this alcohol you imbibed. No, let's trade. You've been close to the sickly ambassador Sidon. Uh, yes. Apparently there are limits to their immortality. Eternal youth rather than eternal life, if you ask me. Did you mention the order to them? Well, briefly. On my last visit, they seemed very curious about the temple. The rites of passage, in particular. I really didn't want to row death on our hands. I don't understand why they brought such a frail man to an alien planet. For something this important. Trust me, if he was going to pass away, it's not going to be on our hands at all. Honestly, I don't see what use he could be in his condition. It's certainly an interesting question. What use could he be? I could just abandon you down here. How dare they treat you with so little dignity. What have you heard? Nothing. Father's drunk and Yopa's ill. Well, at least we can be afforded this moment. Look at you. You've come a long way from the lost boy I found all those years ago. Does your father treat you any better? No. It's gotten worse. I'm barely even an afterthought most days. What about your sister? Oh, she's father's favorite and spoiled to the core. You wouldn't believe what she gets away with. I hear she's gotten quite beautiful. Her re-entry into society has been a topic. Exactly! All the while I get to stand on the sidelines and play Broken Prince. This place isn't for me, Josquin. I hate watching everyone be so Ridiculous. Little they know I actually have opinions. Opinions that, unlike them, I value. Nobody understands me like you do. Nobody. I wish we could be somewhere else right now. Somewhere where these things can't bother us. I too wish that. But if you still want these things to change, we have work to do. 
Understand? What can I do? Well, seeing as my options are currently limited, all you can do is look after yourself. Go out and enjoy a little drink on my behalf. With any luck, you'll find yourself in good company. Where? Somewhere that serves your favorite cocktail. Good boy deserves only the best. clear? Glad you're finally good for something. Who knows how long it's been since this door's been opened. Hmm. The gate is hidden in that alcove. Need to make it there unseen. Did you hear something? Oh, more than heard. (laughs) What did you see? Two figures in black. One large, one small. Where did they go? I don't care where they went. Only where they come from. Below us is a door. A door? I wonder who comes in and out of that door. We will watch this door. And then we will see. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Back alley is still oh, the best. Shh, shh, quiet, you idiots. <laughs> you shh. Come on, shh. Quiet, stay quiet. <laughs> Which entrance should we use? He's probably still working. If we go in through the gym, he'll probably never know the difference. Good idea. Just leave your overcoats. They probably smell like <laughs> everything. Hopefully not everything, am I right? Shh. <laughs> go on without me. You should check on it. Suit yourself. I see. What are you eating? Do we always keep these on hand? Uh, yeah. These are actually acceptable. And now you've discovered food. What's next? I don't know. Hand me another. (laughs) Alright. You're getting crumbs all over. Borsha has been trying to force food down my throat every chance she gets. Apparently, leaving it around my work area is part of some new tactic. Well... Looks like it's working. At this point, anything to get her off my back. Parham. Do not call me that. Whatever. What are you working on? Is this for Sifrosyne? This is THE Sifrosyne. Hmm. Just one afternoon with a girl and you're building her a ship. This is not for her. She just gets to put her name on it. THE Sifrosyne. Well, it is a good name. Although I still don't understand why we're doing this. Today was a first for me, listening to someone else's dream for a ship. It reminded me that there is no solitary vision or a perfect future. I would like to build something, something more substantial than the Nine, benevolent and beautiful, but with the might of Azuria. What about the Nine? Are we abandoning them? I can't imagine Lapidine being happy about that. Lapidine understands our situation. Which is... Despite our victory against the Rao, the Nine are ultimately a failure. The Berserker feeds on Azuria and is a threat to everything we do. Until we learn 
how to eradicate it. We cannot in good conscience build more like them. A new project gives us a chance to start over. Hopefully, along the way, we can fix them. And what about us? Shan said something very interesting the other night that has me thinking. She referred to Azuria as a presence. An old friend. The ships may not have learned sentience. It may have been there all along. So you're saying the Azuria is making the Nine act on their own, not the Berserker? Azuria is the collective consciousness. Energy harvested from knowledge. We only assume it's omniscient, faceless, and we can easily be wrong. That makes some sense, but I don't know, it, it just... It feels like a hostile takeover. Almost like it can't tell us apart from the machine. Well, whatever is influencing them, it has shut me out. So I have no further insight. Isn't that taking it a little bit personally? I should feel that way. I made them. Now please, leave me be. I need the silence to be able to think. Well, just don't stay up too late. Maybe you should discover sleeping in your bed next. Wait, what's that smell? Uh, what smell? You smell like aged meat and fermented grass. Where have you been? I haven't been anywhere. It's no use lying to me. You've been to back right, Here we go. Apparently what I said about leaving the compound fell on deaf ears. Well, maybe we deserved a break. It's better than watching you kiss ass while the rest of us are just standing around waiting for something to happen. Do you think I want any of this? Of these people? I don't really know anymore. You sure seem to be enjoying yourself. Don't come closer. Oh, what? I will not warn you again. Tell me again why you're making this ship, but this time, give me the real answer. Keep your distance. You'll have to make me. I don't need you toying with me right now. I need you to be with me. And I need you to be able to see how this behavior will not change anything. I think I'm really starting to hate you. Hate me if it helps. But don't become a liability. If I'm a liability, then what does that make you? These episodes are becoming irreconcilable. What do you want me to do? You can start by helping us instead of just worrying about your damn self. But is he wrong? This is futile! My thoughts can't stay in one place for more than a second. And now this headache between this math and my sense of panic. I think I've actually exceeded my mental capacity. Who's there? That presence, that presence has returned. Has returned. Dark, Dark feelings, feelings whispers, whispers you sense but can't quite hear. Is it the Azuria that haunts them? Or is it the Berserker? In any case, tomorrow, I will have the ships moved out. Lights off! The work lights dimmed as Chartrullian strode off down the corridor to his apartment, but not before taking a brief detour. He came to a pair of tall doors made of heavy metal and concrete. On the other side was a chamber. 
walls covered in a strange black material that absorbed all light and sound, the chamber simulated the vacuum of space. Chartrullian visited often to satisfy some morbid curiosity. As he crossed the threshold, his ears began to ring from the subtle change in air pressure. Even while inactive, it was thrilling. The effect in here is fascinating. In a way, it resembles the void, but there is a real danger here. Not just one of suffocating, but of losing my mind. The silence is beyond anything I have ever experienced. Even now, fear prevents me from closing the door behind me. What would my mind do if I let it wander right now? You are more of a paradox than I expected. Let these old men drill mantras into your head. There they are. Those little stray thoughts. It fits. I like it. We'd have more help if you didn't drive everyone away in the first place. The picture you're trying to shape is too big. Like embers rising from a fire that rages out of control. You must devote yourself wholly to shadow. Just as the Berserker has taken root inside of me, I am taking root on Arcus. Whereas before I was free, now I am just more tender for that fire, same as everyone else. And watch us be swallowed by the blood. Everything I thought I knew about this world is wrong. About the people, their motives, the intricacies of their politics, and my place in all of it. I like Yova's idealized version of the world better. People can be inherently good. The one in which everyone is worth saving. He actually had me believing it for a time. Once again, I'm not so sure. What are you all afraid of? The alien is right. An army of undesirables. We don't want to hear these delusions from a pariah. There are people who make this world worse. I like your ships, but not your Jardikai. You can blame us all you want, but at some point, you have to turn a mirror on yourself. I wish I had his talent for calling them out into the open. I think I'm really stirring my Take me if it helps, but don't become a liability. When was the last time I stared into the face of a catalepsy and was excited? Why do I suddenly care at all about these banal interactions? I just wanted to point out you obviously be just please let me try. Especially with her. They look like you, irascible and slightly feral. She is disingenuous. She's a far worse performer off the stage than on. Maybe we're a little bit the same in that way. She wants so badly for me to be someone she can access. My hand still feels strange where hers touched mine. Shake hands. Isn't that how you make things feel more official? <sighs> I really need to get out of here. If my own smell doesn't get to me first, the sounds eventually will. Chartrullian found his dormitory clean bed made, work carts removed, trash and laundry piles swept up, clothes laundered and returned to his bureau. Someone had even pulled back the panels along the far wall, revealing a window and seldom used door. The gardens. I almost forgot that they were so close. The moonlight flooding the room was so bright that he didn't bother turning on the overheads. He lay back in his bed reached his non-trembling hand towards the ceiling 
and examined the way his knuckles made tiny mountains across the back of his hand. In the absence of light, it was like looking at a detailed sketch of a hand, not necessarily his own. He willed the hand to be tightened into a fist and looked surprised when it complied. A sudden awareness of the beast machine can be startling. Sometimes I forget who controls who. The brooch. Where did I have it last? Shut up! Ah, here it is. Someone took care of it. Evidently more than I am capable of. There must be more to know. Where it came from, or who its maker is. But to whose benefit? Mine? Hers? And what's the cost of involving myself in someone else's mystery? This could become very expensive. So is the curiosity. No matter what happens, I lose. Well played, princess. What would the Void reveal about it? I should at least try. Maybe this little energy boost will help. Yes. Now what can I see? Two different wavelengths of infrared. Show me two different types of silver. The main design of it is pure, but the backing with the fastener is some kind of alloy. Most likely added later for fashion. What if it was removed? That came way easier than expected. Engravings. Finally. Something I can work with. But what is this language? Immediately recognizable. It could be one of the Law's languages. Or maybe incomplete. This might be easier than I thought. But is it really worth going deeper? He let himself sink further and further until several stone doorways materialized, gliding toward him through the void mists one by one. Doors. Chartrullian picked a door and stepped into one of his mind's many chambers. Suddenly, his small room stretched into a long stone corridor, the glow from the brooch the only thing illuminating the walls as he moved without moving, pulled along as if by an invisible conveyor. Where is this? Corridor after corridor, room after room, Chartrullian cycled through black and white memories of places, frayed edges whispering every which way, calling him in. I remember, I remember. Doors opened and closed. He ascended and descended stairways, and looked out through countless windows at distorted landscapes. That isn't right. Details were blurred. Stop it up. It's... Objects, and even entire rooms, flickered in and out of existence, some being replaced with the wrong things. No, 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 no. Faces where they weren't supposed to be, like a nightmare. The library. He found himself in a great library, scanning every book he had ever read. But just as Chartrullian's memories of places were distorted, so too were the pages. Blank. Then whole books began to fade away, followed by entire sections. No, 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 no. The void began to quake. Entire stacks fell to the floor and crumbled into black ash. No, I can't lose this. I have to go somewhere else. He allowed his mind to sink to a new dimensional plane and found himself somewhere different. Idrika. Now. He was standing in front of the mural in the vaults of the seminary. The answer is surely in there. But if I can hang on to anything at all, it has to be this. Suddenly, he was back at the Jardejo temple, but the void chased after. He likened the sensation to being pursued by the wolf he had seen in the desert. The wolf? But the stray thought of it was enough to let the wolf manifest as a black, misty vision of itself with four glowing red eyes. It chased him snarling, hungry, 
The ground beneath his feet broke apart, and they fell away into nothing. But he urged himself to move faster in spite of it. Swirls of black began to overcome his vision, to the point that only a small round window was still visible. It would only be a matter of time before this part of his memory would be blocked completely, and the demon wolf that nipped at his heels would overtake him. I cannot run it. of Chartrullian was created by H.M. Radcliffe. Original music by Sean Renner. Performed by Sean Renner and the Invoke String Quartet. Editing and sound design by H.M. Radcliffe and Edward Calvi with additional sound design by Will Fox. Narrated by Michael De La Mancha. Starring Odd Andrews, Cal Barton, Megan Bernasco, Magnus Carlson, Christian Collado, Kathleen Klein, Angela Laraka Hockman, Stacy Lightman, Adam Neal, Nina Nikolic, Carl Nordman, Israel Omodi, Kieran Reagan, Kennedy Phillips, and Reginald West. This has been a Pacow Media original production. Visit chartrulian.com to learn more. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.